This is Maya Stern, and I'm going to be talking to you about Richard Ramirez today. Uh, he was an American serial killer dubbed the Night Stalker. Richard Ramirez killed at least 14 people and tortured dozens before being captured in 1985. Um, he also uh, was a rapist and tortured at least two dozen more, mostly during the spring and summer of 1985. After developing epilepsy as a child, um, he was a very heavy drug user, uh, cocaine and marijuana. He became uh, heavy addicted and cultivated an interest in Satanism, which became a calling card for investigators at his crime scenes. August 1985, Richard was sentenced to death at the conclusion of his trial in 1989. His trial was also one of the longest in history. Um, He spent the remainder of his days at California's San Quentin prison before dying of cancer on June 7, 2013, at age 53. Um, Richard Ramirez was born Ricardo Leve Munoz Ramirez on February 29, 1960, in El Paso, Texas. He was the fifth child of Mexican immigrants Mercedes and Julian Ramirez, known as Richard or Ricky. Uh, Ramirez reportedly sustained multiple head injuries at an early age after he was knocked unconscious by a swing at age five and he became uh, epileptic. As an adolescent, Ramirez was heavily influenced by his older cousin Miguel, or Mike, who had recently returned from fighting in the Vietnam War. The two smoked marijuana together and uh, Miguel told Richard about the torture and mutilation he had inflicted on several Vietnamese women Corroborating these stories with photographic evidence at 13, Ramirez witnessed his cousin, Miguel, murder his wife. Uh, he was even splashed with the blood. Dropping out of school in the ninth grade, Ramirez was arrested for the first time in 1977 for a marijuana possession. He soon moved to California, progressing to cocaine addiction and burglary and cultivating an interest in Satanism. He was arrested twice in the Los Angeles area for auto theft in 1981 and again in 1984, and noticeably began to neglect his personal hygiene. Uh, The murders. Uh, Theft turned to violence when Ramirez first known murder on June 28, 1984. The victim was 79-year-old Jenny Vincow, who was sexually assaulted, stabbed, and killed during the burglary of her own home. What followed was a spree of brutal murders, rapes, and robberies, leaving dozens of victims in its wake. Ramirez next struck nearly nine months later on March 17, 1985. He attacked Maria Hernandez, who managed to escape and then killed her roommate, Dale Okazaki. Not satisfied with these assaults, he also shot and killed uh, Taizen Lu the same evening, spurring a media frenzy that saw Ramirez dubbed the Valley Intruder by the press. Ten days later, March 27th, Ramirez murdered 64-year-old Vincent Cesara and Cesara's 44-year-old wife, Maxine, using an attack style that would become a pattern for the killer. The husband was shot first, then the wife was brutally assaulted and stabbed to death. In the case, uh, Ramirez also gouged out Maxine Cesara's eyes. Uh, Most people think it's because when he was murdering her, uh, he could see himself, and it's... uh, since he was in Satanism and he knew a lot about, you know, um, 
His family was very religious. He thought that the eyes would retain his image. Uh, a full-scale police operation yielded no concrete results, and Ramirez re- uh, repeated his attack pattern on uh, William and uh, Lily Doy in May 1985. Over the next few months, his murder rate escalated, claiming another dozen victims in a frenzy of burglary, assault, and brutal violence, complete with satanic rituals. The Los Angeles Police Department responded by putting together a dedicated task force with the FBI stepping in to assist. Also, uh, Gil uh, uh, Gorill, I can't say his name. Um, the guys that worked on the Hillside Strangler case, they were uh, assigned to Richard Ramirez's case. Anyway, the uh, relentless media and police pressure aided with descriptions from his surviving victims forced Ramirez to leave the L.A. area that August. He journeyed north to San Francisco where he took two more victims, Peter and Barbara Pan. On August 17th, his unmistakable M.O. complete with satanic symbolism meant that the Valley Intruder uh, was no longer applicable. The press quickly coined a new name, the Night Stalker, as most of his assaults took place at night in the victims' homes. Uh, Richard Ramirez's actions on his final night of terror on August 24th, 1985 soon led to his capture. First, he was spotted outside a Mission Viejo home where he unwittingly left a footprint of his Avia shoe. Before the witness took note of his car and license plate, later after Ramirez raped another woman at her home and shot her fiancé, the victim provided a detailed description of her assailant, who had forced her to swear her love for Satan. Ramirez's abandoned car was found a few days later, complete with enough of the fingerprint to match his criminal record, enabled the police to finally put a name to the Night Stalker. National TV and media coverage featuring his prison photo, along with a series of clues from witnesses and survivors, led to Ramirez's capture on August 31st after he was badly beaten by the East L.A. Uh, residents while attempting to c- two carjackings. Yeah, they beat him senseless. Uh, the cops had to step in to save him. Um, Ramirez waited in jail at his trial as his trial was continuously pushed off, the delay marked by a series of motions and bickering between the prosecutors and defense attorneys. Because of the geographical spread of the crimes also complicated the scope of the trial, With jurisdictional issues, some of the charges against Ramirez were dropped in order to expedite what was becoming a long journey to justice. Finally, on July 22, 1988, the trial itself commenced the following January. During this time, Richard attracted a cult-like following of supporters, many of whom were were black-clad Satan worshippers. Ramirez uh, himself often dressed in black along with his dark shades for his courtroom appearances. He looked like a rock star, really. Yet another day, a delay occurred when one juror was found murdered on August 14, 1989, but rumors that Ramirez had orchestrated her death proved unfounded. On uh, September 20, 1989, the jury finally returned a unanimous guilty verdict on 43 charges, including 13 counts of murder, 5 counts of attempted murder, 11 sexual assaults, and 14 burglary charges. Two weeks later, the same jury recommended a death sentence on 19 counts. Leaving the courtroom, Richard Ramirez responded, Hey, big deal. Death always came with the territory. I'll see you in Disneyland. The convicted murderer was, murderer was finally uh, formally sentenced to death in the gas chamber on November 7, 1989, and was sent to San Quentin Prison in California to spend the re- remainder of his days. Um, he got married to a 41-year-old woman named D- Doreen Lloyd in 1996. Um, nobody really knows about what's going on with her now since his death, but, 
Uh, Ramirez eventually was linked to more vicious crimes. In 2009, a DNA sample connected him with the April 10, 1984 rape and murder of a nine-year-old girl in San Francisco. After nearly 24 years on death row, Ramirez died on June 7, 2013, at the age of 53, from complications related to B-cell lymphoma. According to the San Quentin Corrections Officers, Ramirez's death came shortly after he was taken to Marin General Hospital in Green Bay, or Green Bay, California. Um, I wrote Richard Ramirez for years. I started writing him in 2006, and I wrote him all the way up until his death. Um, I was waiting on a letter back from him around when he died, but I never got a letter, and that's I knew something was wrong. Um, his favorite movie uh, was American Graffiti, and his favorite band was ACDC. Um, in his letters, he really talked like a really normal person. Uh, he did draw some pictures that were questionable. Uh, if you look at him, you wouldn't have been able to see that it was a dirty picture. It looked like a child's picture that you could, you know, give it to your child to put in their, or color and put on their wall. But after looking at it for a while, I realized what I was looking at. And he had drawn, uh, it looked like a dinosaur eating out of a plant. But it was a dinosaur and a, a female part that I don't wish to go into right now. But um, other than that, he was... Uh, pretty normal but when you write these people remember that uh you're not in control of this situation they're in control they're very good at what they do and uh Richard though was not one of the serial killers that scared me I've wrote others that kind of freaked me out but um yeah that's that's the information about Richard Ramirez uh I'll I'll I'm looking into more stuff uh about him but yeah and thank you uh, for joining this podcast See ya.